have been saying to me that they are feeling optimistic about 2023. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Welcome to the Snipper, folks. <laughs> okay, have, I don't know how many of you have heard of Astro, and I'm not talking about the Jetsons <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't like to have R2-D2 running around in their house? Mm-hmm. Would you? Uh... <laughs> If it wouldn't make that damn noise, I would want R2-D2 in the house, sure. <laughs> well, Amazon has invented this dog. It's actually a robot, but I think that they're um, cashing in on the Jetsons, mm-hmm. and their dog's name was Astro. Mm-hmm. But it's like this really cute little robot mm-hmm. that you can plug in at your home. It can work in concert with Alexa. It can also work in concert with Ring, meaning that if it works in concert with Alexa, that you can watch movies on Astro, you can listen to music, you can ask questions, or if it's with Ring and you get a certain amount of free Ring if you buy an Astro, and then after that you get gouged. (laughs) But essentially, it's kind of like an extension of the Roomba. They have a really, really clever ad, and then we'll put it up yeah, on our I'll website. Yeah, put a link to it, yeah. Astro really reminded me of R2-D2, mm-hmm. only it has sort of a flat, looks like um, a laptop monitor screen on yeah. it. Or like an iPad or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it, go, and it tilts, and it has a periscope on it that goes up and down, so when it wants to see things, it can go way, 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 way up, because it is quite small. Mm-hmm. If you watch the video, you'll see, because this... The fellow comes home with a home robot. This is the storyline. His wife says, what have you bought? <laughs> a robot? Why did you do that? Uh, Just wait and see. Yeah. And she goes, and she looks very, very reluctant and hesitant. Mm-hmm. The guy goes, follow me, Astro. Astro follows him through the house. He stops off, and he visits the kid. And the kid is talking to his grandmother on the, mon- on the computer monitor. Yeah, of Astro. Laptop. Yeah. Then she says, Astro, do you want to dance? And then some disco music comes up, and they start (laughs) disco dancing with the robot, Mm -hmm. which I kind of liked, actually, because I live alone. (laughs) (laughs) And then it showed several other vignettes of possible applications for Astro for things like, oh, my God, did I leave the stove on? Mm -hmm. Actually, they included the queer community here Mm -hmm. because you can see there's two gay guys Mm -hmm. who are saying, hey, I told you I left it on. And then he asks Astro, and Astro's little periscope goes up with the little camera, and it shows that the um, oven is indeed off. It also has a function that it's like, oh, hey, Dad, did you eat your greens today? Mm -hmm. And you see Dad eating green ice cream. Yeah. I imagine it's gelato. It's very cute, or like peppermint or whatever yeah. pistachio or something like yeah, that peppermint. yeah it's a very cute video and then there is the and what if you have a home intruder <laughs> yes. it shoots to astro it's like flying around in the house and then you hear all these noises and some vegetables and fruit stuff come flying out into the hall and then astro has caught the raccoon in the kitchen yes. <laughs> contacts the owner the owner goes hits the alarm button, which I assume would be through the ring, and it goes, 
and then the raccoon takes off. Mm -hmm. You know, they present a bunch of these use cases like, did I leave the stove on? But the top of the video, when you look at that video, which was made, it's an older video, it was made in 2021, I guess, when they were just sort of starting this, but uh, it says, household robot for home monitoring. They present a bunch of use cases, but it's pretty clear that that's actually what the real use case of it is patrolling your home and seeing who is there and so forth. And yeah. it's interesting. We did a thing like some time ago about um, Internet of Things stuff. Uh, that woman, Stacey Higginbotham, yes. who has that great podcast about the Internet of Things. She was commenting that like security is the one area where you see a big uptick in people wanting to get these Internet of Things applications. So I think in a way, it's not a Trojan horse, but it's like the entry point where they know there's a market appetite for these kinds of applications is in that home security field. So no. what did you think of this? I thought Astro was really, really cute. Mm-hmm. And I thought if one was all alone, it would be nice to have. We've been talking about technologies like, like this for at least a decade. Mm-hmm. So it's not the first one. I hate to always refer to popular culture, but I don't know. No, you don't. You love to refer to popular culture. <laughs> My whole life is popular culture, Nora. <laughs> There's nothing else to it. I'm just a, a vacuous <laughs> airbag <laughs> popular culture. But I imagine most of you by now have heard, well, you know of Annabelle, that horror movie Annabelle, about the doll that comes to life and kills all those little girls. Now there's another one created by the same guy, okay. a story, screenplay by. It's about this robot that um, a roboticist develops to take care of her niece while she's away and to be her friend and it's called megan or megan okay and it's a robot did you look at the video i did look at the video it looked super creepy yeah it's really really scary Mm. or demon seed Mm -hmm. with the smart uh essentially a smart Smart home home. that yeah Yeah, yeah. run amok Mm -hmm. or there's also something on um netflix called love death and robots that Mm. was created by david fincher and another fellow And there's one really funny one about a little robot, just like Astro, who goes berserk one day and terrorizes this woman, a single woman in her home. Essentially, it balds her. It tries to eat her dog. My God. Yeah. It's like Trilogy of Terror times 10. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As soon as these things can start to self-actualize... I wouldn't want to be no old lady living in here with some <laughs> Astro. Astro. <laughs> Memories of Cujo. <laughs> My thing about a lot of these smart home technologies is I think there are some people for whom there's a big cool factor and they enjoy it. And that's fine. Like, you know, you like interacting with it. Great. Wonderful. But for me, it has to be seamless to get over the annoying factor of like, if you're talking to this thing and it doesn't do exactly what you want, it's like, I would way rather just walk over and turn the lights on myself or whatever, you know? Yeah. But that's me. That's the way I am oriented around it. They do do some very interesting things around like privacy, which obviously is a big thing on people's minds. Like, you know, you essentially give your astro a little tour of your home and you label the rooms and then you can label certain rooms no-go zone, right? So it's not going to be coming into your bedroom or whatever. So they do have some really interesting... <laughs> astro in the bed with you. <laughs> with, his, with his periscope. <laughs> but I have to say with these security things, if something goes wrong with those security features, like if it doesn't recognize the person that maybe it's your dog walker coming over to drop things off and it's registering that person as a stranger, you know, like there's the potential for some 
serious problems. That's always what I wonder about, this, especially when we know things about like facial recognition technology. There's still this consistent problem with not recognizing uh, darker pigmented skin as well as uh, lighter pigmented skin, all those kinds of questions, right? So I wonder about that. But I still return to that kind of Jabba the Hutt type of thing. It's like, you know, and, and in the ad, which is very cute, but the ending thing where, where the woman is finally convinced to get it is like she's watching the game or whatever, and he puts a like a beer on the Astro, and the Astro drives up to her on its little wheels and gives her a beer, and then she's like, okay, I, I give. This is going to be good or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but what if your husband or your partner isn't home to put the beer in Astro's <laughs> You've got to do backpack. the back-breaking labor of going to the fridge yourself. <laughs> that's so funny that you said Jabba the Hutt because that's right here in my notes. <laughs> I said, yeah, there were a lot of the features I liked. I, I, I really, really did like the interface. Mm-hmm. I think it would be very cheerful. Yes. And I think it's really helpful with keeping all people in their homes. And, you know, we've been doing the podcast for a long time. Like, I used to always be very down <laughs> right, on the I'm now whole... an old person in my <laughs> that's, home. That's right, exactly. Uh, I used to be very down on that whole keeping their old, old people in their home thing until, you know, you have parents who are aging and two parents with different types of dementia. And there's certain things that reminders can actually be really helpful. And, yes, your children should be talking to you frequently, obviously, but... When somebody can't retain memories and they're calling you like 20 times a day or whatever, like to have yeah. a thing that can say be at your bedside when you wake up and you're confused or be in the washroom when you're you know, brushing your teeth and reminds you to take your pills or whatever, those kind of low level interactions that are yeah. not you know, high quality intersubjective interactions you want to have with your kids or your caretaker or whoever. Yeah. Um, I could see like use cases for things like that. Yeah. It's not cheap though. No, it's kind of in an invitation-only invitation thing now. Only. Oh, invitation thank only. you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now it's I think a thousand dollars U.S. But then when it goes out on the market, the plan for the initial price is um, fifteen hundred dollars U.S. So yeah, it's a luxury cheap. item. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like my submarine, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, give or take one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars, but pretty, pretty much. <laughs> it's a luxury <laughs> item. It is a luxury. But, item. Yeah. No, yeah. the only thing that I really was can. And I remain very concerned about the privacy things because, yes, you've told it to only go here, here, and there. Mm-hmm. But if you've got Ring, Alexa, and Astro in your home, you think that they're not sweeping up all sorts of data? It's a lot of potential data. I mean, even if you think about what you know, what is Amazon doing, what is Amazon not doing, but if you think about it as a portent of the future. So enjoy your dystopia, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of Nora and Kathy. Now, you have a very upsetting story. Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly short story. I, I recommend reading it because it's fairly entertainingly written. It's uh, by this author named Seamus O'Reilly, who I realized after I read the article and was looking up more about him, I actually started, had started following him on Twitter some time ago because he's a very funny writer. He writes for The Guardian and um, The Observer. Anyway, he wrote a memoir uh, a year ago or so called, what's it called? Did He Hear Mammy Died? And that's yeah. a story of him growing up in Northern Ireland. And he comes across through Amazon this series of cheap knockoff books that are generated through machine learning and artificial intelligence that are summary of did you hear Mammy died? <laughs> he looks into this, and the one he talks about is by um, this one person, but I went to Amazon, and there are tons of them. There are a summary of this book by 
Nathan S. Spencer, summary of this book by Genesis C. Kings, which is a kind of suspicious name, if you ask me. <laughs> Genesis Kings, but anyway. Um, and what about so, Revelations? <laughs> yeah. What these things do is they just look, they troll Amazon or they troll the internet for popular books. And then they use like what's called a synonymizer application. So basically it just picks random words as it goes through the text and substitutes them, I don't know, width for breadth or like mm-hmm. synonyms so that it doesn't, you know, you can't just enter a chunk of text and it'll flag it as being plagiarized. So it's different enough, but it's basically just an automated difference. And then it kind of packages in this cheap packaging. And he says like, he, so he, of course he ordered one of these things Three pounds. And yeah, it was three pounds, uh, not the weight, but the price. Yeah. And uh, he said it was like essentially 28 pages and just took like very short blurbs from the first chapter of his book. So if you paid, even if you pay three pounds for it, you'd be pretty pissed off if that's he what you it got a for it. Yeah, pretty much a pamphlet, yeah. But the thing that made it more than just sort of a quirky story for me was it kind of points to this weird funhouse mirror we're getting into with the automation of our culture, you know, the way, especially either things that are in public domain or things that can be fudged a little bit through this type of synonymizer technology, Mm -hmm. the way you can make these simulacra of the original object and then remarket it with obviously nothing going to the original author of the content, you know, and like we've done a lot of stories and we've done them on the sniffer too about the ability of machine learning to produce, you know, pretty passable music like the or pretty passable images the kind of stuff that could be used for stock photography or for music and ads or whatever so you kind of imagine this this idea of automated culture where you have artists mm. making creative products but then you have this whole slush pile of automated machine learning generated stuff that's kind of like the you know those birds on the, the crocodile's mouth that pick off the stuff from their teeth or whatever you know they're just picking off the sort of little bits around it but if you can do that at scale right there's no limit to how many popular books you could do these summary of automated knockoff books of like you could see the shape of that cultural economy down the road i would think that that could become an area of interest for patent lawyers Mm -hmm. because if you could prove that it was your work, and then I guess it's a matter of you know finding the person who's plagiarized you, and then going through that whole thing. I don't yeah. think Amazon's doing it. No, no. It? It's, it's to be clear. I mean, Amazon is just you know it's the platform that's happening on. It's bad actors who are doing it and selling oh, it via Amazon. <laughs> Actually, the one thing that really made me laugh was, as he said, that actually when he looked through it, there were very, very, very few mistakes that he had just switched words (laughs) around. But he said, early in my, and I'm going to read this now, early in my book, I described playing with the grooves in the new corduroy trousers I was given to wear age five at my mother's funeral. Fiddling with unfamiliar chords is how I put it. Once filtered through a computer consciousness, this became messing with strange wires. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could think of it as co-creating with a thing, right? Like you produce this third work based on you know your own work and what the AI produced or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah, true enough. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was kind of cool, yeah. interesting. I actually just, I, I won't talk about it because I'll forget the details of it, but I read a super interesting article about, um, about exactly these kinds of questions about machine learning and creativity and uh, tracking down intellectual property. So I'll post a link to that. Um, Thank you. And yeah. send it to me. I will. 
Thank you. And thank you website? all for listening. <laughs> what? Uh, Don't you go to our website? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I go every day. <laughs> Are my pants on fire? <laughs> all right. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. I hope it's not too late to say that. And thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.